Hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network, episode 91. This is the Independent Musician's Guide to Production and Promotion. And this week we're talking about the recently announced Teenage Engineering EP133KO2, a surprise update to the beloved, and I have it right here just for reference, PO33 sampler. There has been a lot of hype around its release, so we'll go over its specs, some issues that have been cropping up on Reddit and other places from users who have gotten it already, and finally, how it's shaping up in terms of the specs when compared to other samplers in a similar price range. We'll also be breaking down the officially announced royalty payout changes uh, oh, for nice. Spotify and how it's somehow even worse than all of the rumors and confirmed leaks would lead us to believe. My name is Sun Warper, and with me today are Eon Lake and Curtis. Hello. Hello. All right. All right. Uh, hold on, Eon Lake. We will get to Spotify. We have a whole he's, segment. He's ready. To <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can see anyone listening back on Apple Music where it's just audio, uh, Eon Lake is raring to go with the whole Spotify. He's actually, thing. do you know that meme where that kid is in like a class or something and he's like really tensing his face and the vein is about to just like burst <laughs> on his forehead? That's what Eon Lake looks like right now. Exactly. Uh, Eon, like anything to say before we transition straight into what we're talking about today? Mm, I think there's a lot of veins, but um, no, I'm not I'm going to rephrase that. But I think there's a lot of people with blood pressure issues <laughs> since that announcement. Thank <laughs> you. We will be going into it. All in good time. Also, exactly, before yeah. we go to the news chat, we'll get to everyone in our lovely chat. Welcome. Um, but if you want to let us know what you've been up to this week let us know in the chat and we'll get to it a little down the line but curtis what's what are we talking about today let's get into it well we're going to start with the very uh we're going to start with a new release from teenage engineering uh they've got a very uh very well thought out name for the ko133 mark ii uh and this came out and there's been a whole roller coaster of emotion at this end of the world me and you discussing it on monday and it keeps going stevie's getting himself comfy um so yeah, uh, you took the lead on this one. I've gone with engineering of a teenager um, because it's not quite so uh, nice as it might have believed. I saw this and went, I must have it, Give, uh, give take my money, essentially. But you have found some other things. So let's go through it, shall we? Well, I think it looks awesome, first of all. And I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of the original. And we'll talk some differences. Well, first of all, there is quite the size difference, but... Let's share that screen and we'll talk a little bit about what we got. So as you can see, it's quite a bit bigger than the 33 that I'm holding here, the little PO33. This is actually the one. Th it, it's kind of confusing because this is the 133, the Street Fighter variant of the 33. But this new one is the EP133, but it's following up from the 33. So, yeah, naming conventions. What are those? But anyways, um, 64 MB sampler. So you've got a little time i think it's about six minutes in total um nine projects each with eighty thousand notes project contains each project contains four groups with 99 patterns patterns have 12 tracks for samples and midi which is pretty cool it's got midi io 12 mono or six stereo voice polyphony you can use groups to mix and match patterns you can record and automate the fader so there is a fader as you're seeing um you can sequence with free in free time or quantized with swing you can, there's a loop mode with the OB4, there's 12 pressure and velocity sensitive pads, time correction and erase. You can slice samples or have it do it automatically. Stereo mono sampling at 16 bit. And this is gonna be an interesting comparison to the original because the original part of its 
awesomeness was its very bit crushy 8-bit sampling or around 8-bit sampling. It had a lot of noise and grit. This is much cleaner, which is good and not good, you know, depending on how you like to sample and things like that. Punch in 2.0 effects. So it's an advanced version of what we had in the original. 32-bit float signal chain, 24-bit ADC, DAC, sync IO for external gear. And you've also got all the MIDI stuff. Um, and yeah, that's basically the specs of it. What do you guys think of that? Ian, like you have a few samplers. What do you think about that? Well, <clears throat> first of all, I think they've confounded expectation a little bit Ooh. because I thought, well, it's just going to be another pocket operator thingy. Clearly it isn't. <laughs> then I thought, <laughs> it's teenage engineering, so it's going to be uh, one of their little hideously expensive <laughs> tiny things. Only 300. And it's not one of those either. Um <laughs> And then I thought, well, it's it's going to be one of those quirky upscale things, but with you know, but you know, it's still pocket operator sort of spec, you know, the the sort of lo-fi vibe, and it's not really that either. And and then this this is where I started to get a little bit caught in the middle and thinking, well, what is it exactly? Where does it sit in the pantheon of samplers? You know. Um, yeah. I, love I love that. I love the. There's like a Mount like... Olympus of samples. <laughs> you know, SP twelve hundred again at the, the center, top. You know? just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got Fred again at the top, just meditating. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So it was only the other week we were looking at, at, at the Korg one, right? And you know, I just some of these products, it makes you wonder where they're trying to fit that because it's obviously it uh, price wise it's nowhere near the cork but it, it's not that how much is an sp404 these days 550 i believe we'll mm. talk a little I'm bit about price comparisons it's so. it's closest in my opinion to the uh, sonicware live and lofi 12 right which is 240 dollars yeah. yeah i mean it looks fun it's got the <laughs> slightly quirky like displays and controls and so on that you might expect i don't know if it's got a cow on this one or not but um, i doubt it um i don't know i find i mean i find myself think it's not for me it's not aimed at me well whatever it's aimed at wherever they're pitching this it's not me i would spend more and get a better one probably because of the, the 404 is still very small does a lot for the money. Really kind of hard to fault on that. If you weren't going to get one of those, there are already a couple of other things that you might consider instead. And this is something a little bit, it's a bit cheaper, a bit more budget priced and a bit more, a bit more fun on the surface of it, really. Yeah. Let's, let's get okay. to Curtis's I mean, take. And then I have a couple questions for you, Eon, like uh, after about, because you have hmm. a OPZ, right? No, he has uh, an OPZ. Yeah. Z, yeah. yeah, the Z. We're, we're th I'm here in America, so I'll say Z. You can say Z. Don't worry. I want to talk when I get to the comparison sections. I want to ask you a few questions because that one I I didn't get to put on the comparisons list. But Curtis, what's your take on this? Because you were super jazzed up about it mm. when we were talking on Monday. Yeah, I for me, I think it fits the bill for what I would need and do. Um, I was looking. At, I was looking at the SP404 a couple of well. Uh, last month and I was um and ahhing over it and stuff like that and I haven't pulled the trigger on anything um and but I this then this came out and I looked at it I had looked at a couple of tutorials and a few walkthroughs and it does what I would need it to it's very immediate 
it's got a, an onboard um, microphone. It looks incredibly portable. It looks weird and kooky, which I just love. And um, um, I, yeah, <laughs> not a shock I, there. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, uh, I I I would be down for it. I think. I think uh, the one thing that stopped me about the SP four hundred four is just the price. It's just I, I just it out, it's out of my price range right now. And this is obviously a bit cheaper. It's a bit more budget friendly. Obviously, it mm. comes with some limitations in that regard, but I don't mind those limitations. I that does everything that I would need it to do. I'm not looking to reinvent the wheel of sampling. I'm just wanting something to f- switch up my workflow and give me a bit of portability. That fits the bill for me. Um, I would be down. Mm. Even Are there ways to work around those limitations. I mean, one might be storage, right? Does well, it have uh, so storage? there's 64 MB, so it's about from what I saw about six minutes. But one thing I was going to mention in the comparisons later, but I'll mention it now. One of the tricks for samplers is to raise your sample an octave when you're sampling oh, in, yeah. and then yeah. you can sample much more because it's faster, and then you just pitch it down, and then you mm-hmm. get some of that nice artifacting and things like that that you want. Yeah. Now, one thing I was going to mention, though, is, um, and we'll get more to this in the comparisons shortly, but with Curtis talking about how it's it does everything he needs i get that i i think it looks awesome my thing is i'm coming from a place where i have several samples samplers like i'm fortunate to have a few and it's like i have the sp404 which seems i don't know if it's the most direct competition to it i still think the lo-fi 12 from sonicware might be but um Mm -hmm. it seems like everything i would need in terms of the complexities of sequencing and sampling and all that stuff i can do on the SP and then it's like, where does the EP one through three fit in? Cause it's not going to add the color the same way as the 33 would with that eight bit sound. So why would I like have the, I kind of think when I ha- already have some samplers, like whenever I'm adding a sampler, what's the point of adding that in color compression, the workflow in terms of chopping or stuff like that. I think it's awesome. And when I first saw it, I was jazzed up about it. Like, Oh, this looks sick. And I still think it does look sick. But for me personally, I'm trying to see, I mean, A, I can't, I'm not buying anything at the moment. I just got the Diggy Tech. But it's like, if I were to, hypothetically, like, where, what would its use be for me? Um, so I th- that's kind of where I'm at. And I, it's good to see that Curtis is still hyped about it. I'm curious if you were to take a look at the Live and Lo-Fi 12 or even the PO33, what you would think uh, in comparison Whoa. to that, Curtis. But But let's... I was going to talk issues next, but maybe we should talk comparisons because we keep bringing it yeah. up. Yeah. You want to do comparisons comparison first? Yeah. All right, so we'll do comparisons first. So the most direct comparison I want to make is with the PO33, which again, I, I'll keep bringing it up. I just love this thing. It's I love the PO33. It's awesome. And that's one thing I think that is great about this. It would be a very similar workflow, but with some added touches like having a fader, which you can do certain things with and stuff like that. But the ko2 the ep133 has much more polyphony so you get i think it's 12 mono voice or six stereo you only get four voices on the original it's larger sampling and projects and then you get the fader and you get some more effects and it's like a 2.0 update but what i noticed and i mentioned it is that this is 16-bit only recording so it's nice and clean which is good but if you like using a sampler to get some color or that like old school lo-fi sound you're not really going to get it with that cleaner sound. So on the 33, it was around 8-bit. I think it's like some weird 8-point-something-something bit that I could find when I was researching it. So you get a lot of like artifacting and grit and things like that. And I would miss that, quite honestly. I don't know, Ian, like, do you have the 33? 
No. No. But, I mean, you can always resample, put a little bit of effects on there, something to bring the noise floor up. Resample it four or five times. Yeah. I mean, you that's an option. That's <laughs> always available. That's an option. Or if you have another piece of gear that can do it, I mean, it's it's there. Or you could always put sounds through a DAW, you know, to get sacrilegious in terms of sampling <laughs> workflow, but put, put some bit crusher, do something like that, and then send it in. Sample what you like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, or sample vinyl or something. But I just, for me personally, I think that loses a little bit of character that I really loved about the 33 yeah. and i wish <laughs> when we talk about the lo-fi 12 lo-fi 12 the live and uh, live and lo-fi 12 from sonicware records at 16-bit but you can also set it to the lo-fi setting which is 12-bit which you get that grittier sound i wish this had something like that it does um, seem that, that it doesn't really doesn't it to be able to sample at a really bad rate i mean <laughs> it's not bad don't use that term <laughs> eight. i want eight bit no only two bits <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> I, I, no, but I it kind of makes sense it. because it, it, it removes that barrier of storage and time and all the rest of it. If you want yeah. it to sound gritty anyway, then it seems a bit weird that you can't. Well, be cool you know. too because that would give more sample time, right? Like if you yeah. do it at a lower bit rate, that's like the SP202 and 303. They had multiple settings of sample rate so that you could get longer times. And the the lower the sample rate, the like worse it sounded. Yeah. But that actually became a, a trait of all of that. So yeah. Mm. Curtis, I mean, anything in terms of this comparison before we move to the Sonicware? Uh, just bear in mind it's early days. I think, you know, the timing of this release is just before Christmas. And it's just, I think it's just before Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And, you know, when the SP404, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I could be wrong on this, but it's when the SP404 was released, they had then a massive firmware update where you could do a lot more. Yes. And then you could do... There's like, been three. The one thing I would yeah. say, though, is some of this, I'm not sure if you could bake that in via firmware. It might be more like a hardware. I don't know. Maybe Depends if they can it. add up. It doesn't have firmware um, update. It probably it should with MIDI in and out and all that. So I would think so. But yeah, um, it's, it's a, what, that's an interesting point. I, I, I just wonder yeah. if it's early days. It's like, you know. I think I was thinking about it, you know, on the bus home today. It's like, you know, when Skyrim was released, it was buggy as hell. When Fallout was released, it was buggy as hell. There's still some of the greatest video games in existence. And the same thing could be applied to something like this. But this you know, isn't you know. a bug, though. This is a character uh, Yeah, trait. but you understand where I'm coming from. It's no, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean it, it, if you can introduce it in software where, where you can half the sample rate or quarter it, whatever, you know, I mean, it, it may be something that they can just do with an update, in which case... Yeah. That makes things look quite different, doesn't it? I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I would change a bit of my... I still think it's an awesome sampler. I'm just saying I, I would like to see that for my workflow. I would like to see mm -hmm. that. And in comparison to its predecessor, that's what I would like to see. But I still think it looks great. But let's talk about the Live and Lo-Fi 12 from Sonicware. So these are much more similar. The KO 12 voice mono, 6 voice stereo, Live and... It appears from what I saw is 10 voice max. KO 16 bit. Liven is 16-bit, but has that 12-bit. Liven is $240, and the KO2 is $300. The workflows seem to be a little bit different. They look quite different. The Liven has more of like a piano roll, whereas this one is more like the old-school sampler, SP-type, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. I don't know much about the Liven, so I, I just did a quick cursory look to show some comparison. But to me, this seems to be kind of the direct competition there especially in terms of price point eon lake or curtis do you have anything you want to add in terms of this comparison 
No, only a potential other comparison. <laughs> yeah, the next one, you're waiting for the next one, I know. Yeah, we, we know Curtis? where this is going. We know where this is going. Go on, <laughs> carry on, brother. <laughs> okay. All right, so I put, because everything's boxing related in their marketing, so I, I'm in my notes, I just put KO is outmatched. FX sequencing and sample time available on the SP404. And there's a little asterisk here because I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying, in terms of Mm -hmm. quantity and times and stuff like that, there is a marked difference. There's also a price difference to consider. So the SP404 has 32 voice polyphony, KO is 12 mono max. SP404 can sample 16 minutes per pad. You get six minutes in total with the KO from what I was Mm -hmm. seeing. Both have MIDI I.O., which is sick. I just want to add that, that that's a good that's a good addition. Um, yeah, I mean, the workflows are different. The one thing, and, and Curtis and I were talking about this in our meeting, the um, the pocket operator, operator workflow and by proxy or extension, this new workflow is a little more immediate. Everything's kind of just like what you see is what you get. I think there's a little bit more of menu diving on this new one not really but a little bit but everything's much more immediate when you're sequencing and doing all that the sp especially with everything they've added there's a lot of button prompts and things like that so uh, there there's some trade-offs and things like that i i don't think the 404 and this are a direct match like no, i've seen a lot of comparisons yeah. i've seen tons of comparisons oh it's a 404 <laughs> killer it's all that i think honestly that korg chaos replay which we talked about a week or two mm. ago is much closer to a direct competitor yeah. to the 404. There's a yeah. lot more similarities here, but I see people comparing these. So I wanted to show the differences because there are some pretty big differences. The sample time is the biggest thing, but I don't think that the limitations are a bad thing per se, because I think it's no. important to note that limitations are usually the birth of creativity. Old school samplers, exactly. like I think it was the MPC 2000 or something like that had almost the same sample time as this six mm. minutes something like that and i might be wrong about which mpc or anything like that but tons of amazing music was made on all of those old machines so you can work around it and if anything those might make you get more creative in how you're doing things and work outside mm. of it and then like we mentioned there's tricks like pitching up what you're going to sample so that you can get more time and then you pitch it down in the machine and you get some nice artifacting yeah. If the machine and the workflows sound great to you, like this machine specifically, I would say get it, especially if it's in your price mm-hmm. range. 300 bucks is a nice price range. But all I wanted to point out with these comparisons is to consider what else is around. And if you can afford something slightly higher or that does more of what you need, consider that. There's always combining samplers too. That's always a fun thing. Like I think one of the most awesome combinations is the 33 to sample in, get that color, put it in the 404 sequence it do all that and you can add effects do live performance Mm -hmm. on it so combo things are a good way to go too but before Mm -hmm. we go to the issues Ian, like i wanted to talk about the opz because i saw some people talking comparisons between these two i'm not super familiar with the z so i was hoping you could shine some light on its specs and maybe in comparison to what we've talked about in terms of really a sampler though that's the thing i mean it plays samples and you can load if you want to attach it to your computer and copy different files onto it and so on. You can change the sounds in it and so on. But it's not a sampler per se. Okay. It's more of a, a groove box thing that will play drums, bass parts, a couple of synth parts. Um, you can chop up things on this like pretend reel-to-reel tape thing and chop it into slices and reorder the slices. 
So I wonder if it would be a better combo with the with this, like having those two together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is why I've got this out is because I've got samplers. I've got two samplers on my play tray over there. I need something to go into it. And uh, yeah, I used to write little beats on this and then just sample them. Yeah. And then think of other things to to do on this. You know, it's just creating input for my samplers. Yeah, I guess that's um, kind of how I'm using the circuit tracks now is I'll make something and then sample it in and just like almost vaporwave it, you know, slow down the pitch, yeah. chop it up, and all that. There's drums. I mean, I may want to put the the occasional drum hit in to change things up, but the main beats are then in the samples. You know, the repetitive stuff's in the samples and all the percussive varying stuff is still being sequenced maybe. Um but yeah, but on that note, it also made me think as a comparison, is this perhaps nearer the Electron model samples? Yeah, mm. that's true. That's yeah. fair. Which I think is probably a bit more of a groove box again, to be fair. I mean, I think that's how it's pitched. But from a sampling point of view, I think it's limited in scope and, you know, single hits and so on. But if you're thinking about augmenting what setup you've got, I would have thought that maybe those two could fill similar roles in a setup mm. if you're looking to get some sample beats and so That's on. That's actually a really good point because I, I didn't think of this, but I think a really good place for this type of gear, this gear specifically, would be maybe someone that doesn't have a sampler but is looking to add a sampler into the workflow to just kind of work, like Curtis basically, you know, work out outside of their normal like what i was saying what i'm doing with the circuit i'll make something on the circuit sequence it into a sampler record it chop it up do all kinds of mangling and things like that this mm -hmm. would be a nice little 300 dollars, you know yeah. right at the end of your signal chain and you can just kind of have fun or if you're you working like in a draw, put it in yeah yeah and it looks yeah. like you still get uh what a analog to digital conversion so you mm -hmm. can get some nice little warmth and things like that you know doing it that way um, Curtis, before we go to the issues, anything you want to add? Have these comparisons swayed your mind at all? Not in the slightest. I think the the again, I again I think that's where me and you especially sit differently. You've got a bunch of samplers. I've got the I've moved it apparently. Um forgot I did that. Uh, I've <laughs> I've got the Volca sample, mm. which is, a, is is a nice thing. It's it's a limited, but it's a very nice sampler in its own right. Bit finicky, bit bit problematic in, in times but it is cool but i'm i would like to have basically a beat machine something that i would create with it from the start and that is a great thing for me it's really portable and it's thin and yes it's a bit more limited in terms of effects but i've i work through ableton and i work in the daw and i don't plan to change that anytime soon i yeah. work in ableton and yeah. i like that and that that hit, I so would I, can... I would love to see you get your hands on a 404 though because I wouldn't be surprised if you changed a bit of your tune on those effects, to... man. If you, you want to send me, bit, if, you want, yeah. if you want to send me some 500, if you want to send me 500 euro, I'll be down. <laughs> I wish I wish I could just be like it's it's coming, but no, but uh, yeah, uh, but it's it's a tough call because I'm like, would I? I don't know what I would recommend to someone if you have the budget. It's like, would I say get just go for the 404? Mm. I mean, the 404 can do a lot mm. more, but then those limitations. Like when I work on the the 33, the PO33, it's like sometimes I can make the craziest stuff because you've got to stick with four voices. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like record in more and then make it a single voice and things like that. So it's it's a tough call. I think it's just what workflow speaks to you is the way to it go. Is. 
I think yeah. for me, I think just to add add as a caveat to that, I think the what looks for as the immediacy of it, like you say, there's a lot of shift and button pushing. I was talking to Survey Channel about the launch pad. Now it's about, and I got the Pro, and I, one of the reasons I got the Pro was because there's not there's less shift pushing. There's just it's all there. It's in front of you and it's there. And that again, looking at looking at this, looking at the teenage engineering, it's it's there. It's bang. Record done. Tea, ha, turn this. Move this. Ha, done. Beat. Got yeah. it. You know, and I, I'm, I'm fairly certain. If okay, if I was to get an SP four hundred four, then I could learn that workflow, and it would be, it would, it would come to me, right? As the same way it has come for you, and you now do some really excellent beat making on your stuff. But I don't know. Maybe it's that instagrafication. It's just that notion. It's there, and I don't have to think about it too much because ultimately the sampler for me is feeding into the existing rig and the existing rig has a workflow that I'm down for. I don't need to go. It's, it's to serve yeah. the, the bigger hole. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it comes down to what type of effects you're using, what type of sampling you need to do all that. But I don't think you can go wrong with either. I think like yeah. it, it really depends what like this seems to be better for your workflow. One thing I would say is you could always try the, the original for a hundred bucks if you can get it i don't know if you can still yeah. get them new but get it used it's it might have gone up i don't know due to this might have gone down but 100 bucks for that we're gonna get to some comments though i want to say hello to all of our patrons they are in there we'll get to the issues that have been cropping up because this is important i do want to mention that but we've got abby in the chat yeah. we've got shady ridge what's going on everybody That's we've great. got uh bendu in the chat hello there Nice little Star Wars reference. General Kenobi, you are a bold one. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got Lars. We were talking metrics in the green room, and uh, <laughs> Lars says metric makes more sense to me, but I'm in the U.S., so drugs, yeah. He also does add, the only American who really knows the metric system are stem people and users of illicit substances. <laughs> <laughs> Survey channel came in a little late, but that's all right. He says, can't believe I've missed so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Survey channel. Always happy to have all of you here. We've also got an interesting comment from Devoid of Funk saying, I got one to incorporate this being the EP133 to incorporate into my machine style workflow into uh, to incorporate my machine style workflow into my Dallas workflow. Interesting. Yeah, that's mm. that's that's another little kind of, place to put it mm, in. Questions, yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've also got Thomas with, of course, it doesn't show his elbow emoji, cough. But he, he's elbow coughing. Yeah, you know, that's good. We've got Side of the uh, times, yeah. FCC said, hello, everyone. Welcome, FCC. He says, cool. missed the KO chat. Looks amazing. Would love to get my hands on that one. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think a lot of us are in agreement with that. So, yeah. Okay, it looks good. Yeah, One thing yeah. I was going to say about the uh, 404 comparison is the things that are different about the 404, and, and it's kind of a little bit apples and oranges, are quite yeah. easy to catch. Like the, the fact that it acts a bit like a sound card and has effects, you know, and, and Curtis nailed it, is, well, I've, I've got a door. It's got loads of effects in it. I don't necessarily need that. But to have a nice, convenient little sampler that I can maybe take a, a out and about with me and make beats, and that's how I start my music normally, and then come into the studio, plug it up, and get a load more stuff going, might be a lot more valuable. So yeah, no, and, and just... the sequencing and so on, you know, you could you could work your way around that. You could use an external sequencer. It's got MIDI, you know. Yeah. So the things that that make the difference between the two are actually quite sort of modular and detachable and 
not necessarily an issue for a lot of people. So yeah, just to add to that though, with the 404, you get it. It can be your audio interface. So if you were to take it elsewhere, like what I do as a separate piece of gear, you can put it right back in as an audio interface, or you can use it to treat any sounds in your DAW. Yeah, you can do live performances on stuff. It's it is apples and oranges. I'm just mentioning like there's other uses for the 404 that this one just. I mean, you can kind of make it work in that way if you have a mixer and do things like that. So- and the other things that make it a little bit more than the sampler, but in the sense also that you can, you know, logically sort of detach and go, well, all right, yeah, that's awesome, but I kind of don't have to have that if I just want a sampler and want to yeah. save, you know, two hundred mm-hmm. bucks. Well, let's more. go in. Let's uh, let's hear as we're here. Let's uh, go into. Uh, the notion of the hardware issues before because we've got to do a complete analysis of this to, to make this done. We've done this, done the mm. software and the capability comparisons. We've done what it is. Some upper came very excitedly uh, into the into the notion into the chat today talking about the the hardware issues. I was not excited about the hardware issues. Check your your phrasing. It's a bummer. <laughs> it's a big it's a bummer. bummer. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's a shame to it's, see, and it's not. It's not. I. I as you'll see, there's a Reddit poll, if you could share it, Curtis, mm-hmm. um, where there's someone put a vote. And now there's no verification of whether people voting actually own it and it came bugged or not or anything like that. Yeah. But I've seen some bigger musicians and YouTubers posting that they got one and it doesn't seem to be working and things like that. But there's some issues. Uh, let's see if this is that poll. This is someone having a direct issue. There's another link, though, that we'll need to share as well. But people are saying the speaker's not working or sounds aren't going uh, if you could just go to the other article as well, Curtis, because that one has uh, the beat. Someone says Bo Beats, that's a, a large YouTuber, had some issues too with it. Um, there it is. So this was a vote. So you can see 4026 uh, of the vote. So 40 people voted that it works as intended. 26 voted that it does not work as intended. A lot voted to see the results. If you go on this Reddit, it's the Teenage Engineering subreddit, you'll see different posts saying the faders having having an issue there's sound issues and things like that um yeah so mm. it's it's a bummer to see i don't know how widespread it is but there are posts about it so it's something to just keep in mind if you're looking to buy it just mm. know you know maybe check what the warranty is or something like that but as curtis said we wanted to cover this as a whole software hardware all that and i, I was bummed to see that but i mean there's always going to be some issues with things and stuff like that but I hope yeah. it's not as rampant as it appears to be from posts and things like that. And again, we don't know the ver- uh, mm-hmm. the verification of all of this, but I just wanted to bring this up. If you are hyped to get this, mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. Yeah. Doing, uh, oh, doing I a- missed one. I missed one comment by Bendu. This is a good one. Uh, a version of the tonic microtonic in this form factor would be interesting to me. Yeah, I would love to see, and maybe they will be updates to all of the pocket operators, either in this form factor or even just some new pocket operators. But yeah, that would be great. And then Devoid of Funk also says, do you think the TE unit has cannibalized that Chompy device crowdfunded deal? Okay. I don't I don't know, because they seem to be very, very different in their mm. in their workflows and just in their purpose. This seems to be much more like a sampler that Chompy, at least the way they were showing it in the demos. And we talked about the Chompy a couple, well, whenever they announced the Kickstarter, I think a while ago. But um, uh, we have a playlist here if you want to check our coverage of it. Anybody that 
hasn't seen the Chompy or anything like that. But the Chompy seems to be much more kind of about sound design and, mm. and playful interactions with the sounds you're putting in and things like that. This seems to be much more like a sampler, in my opinion. Interesting. You know, like, I, I saw you go like that, so I'm curious to see your uh, your your take here. Well, I mean, I, I read that and I thought, well, that's kind of maybe maybe if they haven't cannibalized it, they've at least done something that's a similar price point and a similar functionality and maybe you know trying to get this out to market you know before chompy because chompy's still not available despite all those fake ads you see on facebook you know it's um you can only get it from them not any other website so yeah i i was thinking well, is there a is this hopefully just software for if people are having and i say if people are having problems with it is it just something that an update could fix? Hopefully, it's not actually physical defects or anything like that. You've got to send back. And have they some, maybe some got this out to market? Fader, some are like the fader not doing. Mm. Yeah. So. Well, I wonder what I wonder what was going on behind the scenes of the marketing department. I wonder again, thinking of the timing of this, the notion of it's just before it's over Black Friday, Cyber mm -hmm. Monday. It's over just before Christmas. I wonder if maybe maybe they were just a bit behind on their production. Maybe they just um, cut a few corners, and it's something that. And I mean, obviously, that's not that's not great, and that's not that's not uh, ideal. But it isn't something that is necessarily going to be an ongoing thing. Obviously, for those who are purchasing it now, or people who are purchasing, it, that's gonna, that could be a problem for the for the small amount of people who have got it. But mm. it's not like. It's like you've got it, and then it's going to be like that forever. You know, if you are looking to buy it, maybe after Christmas or down the line, it's something that will be fixed down the line. I feel it's yeah, not the first synthesizer that it's not the first piece of gear that's come out with physical defects, and those have been quickly subsumed, so to speak. That's the right word. Yeah, I mean, we just have to wait and see and see how widespread it is. I do mm. want to mention though, because all this talk about portability and things like that. We would be remiss to not mention Koala Sampler and oh, yeah. Sampler. <laughs> I didn't put that in there, but I think I think it is interesting to mention because mm. you talked about oh, I'd love to take this and go. And I mean, we talked about when we talked when we covered the latest Koala update a couple of episodes mm. back. You can export as an Ableton file. You can mm -hmm. export the stems. Yeah. You can export all these different things. There's a lot of export options for koala you get a ton of sample time all that stuff but it's a touch screen and it's on your phone or your ipad it's an interesting look though i mean yeah i curtis what do you think koala flip all that stuff and and this do you think there's some competition there i mean five bucks or 15 bucks versus 300 bucks or is it having the tactile hardware it's definitely having that tactile hardware i think um the void I think Devoid said it. Uh, well, when Devoid brought up, it's not in my chat here, but the idea of it being a cannibalization of the Chompy, obviously it's a different I, different idea, but it's within that price range. And again, we're looking at price range. If you look at... Chompy mm. 500 on the Kickstarter? Or am I making that up completely? It's more than I thought it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so we look at, if we look at the machine, if we look at... like uh, Lars mentioned the machine. Um, and these are like 10K. Okay, so these, sorry. Uh, I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, Unless freedom. you're getting a gold one, like those gold MP freedom <laughs> currency. Sorry, uh, five hundred dish dollars. Um, and 
the SP404 is around about the same. Uh, it's about $500, that kind of thing. This is more of, and then if you look at the other end of it, you look at the software samplers like Flip, and if you look at Koala, which do amazing things for a couple of bucks and are, are awesome and great. However, they are software pieces and are somewhat limited in their own right, even though you can. I'm not saying you can't do anything with them. I'm not saying that they are. You can also sync MIDI and make it like hardware. Someone asked me on my YouTube, and I, I am making a video about it, but um, yeah, you can kind of make like a, mm. a 404 out of yeah. little MIDI controllers and things like that. So you can do this, and but so you've got samples at the you've got samples at the 500 end. You've got apps on your phone, and this sits in that middle. It sits in that 300, 250, 300 kind of realm, which the barrier between 300 and 500 is a lot for a lot of people, and mm. especially, especially same as the five dollar to 300 barrier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like after so, three, you cross a boundary, don't you? Yeah, it? yeah, mm -hmm. and you, you make that investment, but also. A flip sample and koala are great, but they're still apps and they're on a screen and they're still software and they're, they're great and they're awesome, but you're still connected to a black mirror, which is mm. problematic. And a lot of us try to get away from that. You know, yeah. a lot of us spend hundreds of dollars yeah. on gear to avoid staring at that screen. Exactly. <laughs> it's still a screen. So I, I'd always go for hardware in that instance, you know, and it, it's, it's, I like I love Ableton, but I don't want to be in Ableton. If I could take Ableton and just have it as a figment of my brain and use hardware, it would be great, you know. And uh, yeah. but that's that's kind yeah. of maybe as I'm AI thinking. advances, you'll get your wish. Getting get there, getting there. I'm thinking about it. We're getting there. Um, mapping. Couple bro. bits of chat. <laughs> Lars thinks Lars thinks that they rushed it out to market. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, Curtis mm -hmm. seems to be alluding to that. I'm not saying he's saying it, but saying oh, the timing of it and all that. Devoid of Funk says. The Chompy still looks fun, though. I agree. Nice. The Chompy looks awesome. Mm. Eon that's Lake cute. is in the chat, says definitely, although it is a bit pricey. So, yeah. Mm. And that's Eon Lake think, saying is that. Is it too much? You know, because I, I do really like the look of it. but Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Devoid of Funk also says he's agreeing, or they're agreeing with Curtis. Koala versus KO. Tactility always wins in my book. Yeah, I mean. Tactility, what a word. I, I yeah. get that. I get that. I get that. I, I get that. It definitely... It's it's definitely a point in any physical samplers comparison with KO and things like that. But I love the portability of Koala. And even yeah. in the same, the this, the 33, the portability I, just being I, able to move it around. But having the phone to just always just open it, sample from something and, and make stuff. It'd be a cool combo, I'm thinking. Like if you have either the EP1, the 133 or a sampler and like that's what i i do koala i always do sampler combos it's the way to do it but koala into sp or you know diggy tact sp things like that it's the way to do it fcc says i'd love to have a play on a chompy looks so much fun yeah i remember when we were watching that video it was awesome what they were doing on it and mm -hmm. david is in the chat they say hello hey. everyone hey everyone welcome david happy to have you what's going on yeah. Anything else we want to talk about about this awesome sampler before we move on? I think we move on because we could. Because the next right. thing's a bit a it's bit. Like uh, score, right? I, I know yeah, like is is just chomping to use <laughs> chomping at the bits to talk about Spotify, right? So. <laughs> well, uh, before we get to that, uh, before we get to that, we'll just say a lot. Uh, a few of our patrons have just logged on. Uh, so hey, David. Hey, uh, hey, Paul. FCC. Lovely to have you here. Many of our patrons are in the chat week in, week out. And thank you ever so much for that. Um, 
thank you ever so much for the continued support uh, that you give this show. This platform is growing. We have plans for next year, and we couldn't do those plans if it weren't for you. So thank you ever so much. We really appreciate everything you do with us and uh, help the community grow. It's beautiful. We really appreciate you. If you are listening to this either on Apple Podcasts or the streaming service that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> More on that soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you like what we do and you want to see us grow, uh, consider becoming a patron. Um, it's The tiers start as little as $2 a month. You get a free seven-day trial. Um, you get access to behind-the-scenes content and extra groups. Um, but really, when it comes to Audio Nautic Plus and moving up, we really we have a lot more content. We have a we have a monthly uh, hangout. Um, we have a weekly kind of hangout as well, um, which is uh, on our Discord. You have access early access to all our content, uh, and further up you go, releases as well. For example, if you were to do seven dollars a month, you would get all the Sunwarper and Curtis releases on Bandcamp um, uh, as a download code. Um, and we have got a lot coming out next year, so that's going to be fun. Uh, plus sample packs as well, which is always fun. In short, essentially, if you like what we do and you want to support us, this is the best way to do it. Obviously, supporting by just hanging out with us and sharing content is great. Um, this is also another way to do that. Yeah, we have a lot of talk in the patron discord about all the stuff we cover week in, week out, where we go in depth about everything, or we talk about different gear we're using. We we've had discussions whether someone gets a new piece of gear and someone else has it you know we're helping each other out together we grow is the motto of audionautics so that's kind of the plan and we have the public discord link is in the description where we do all this but the patron chat we're always talking on there it's it's a very great group and uh we we love hanging out with you all um but a couple bits in the chat before we move on to what fcc is labeling spot a cry <laughs> <laughs> can it get any worse yes it can yes it can but it we'll can. get there <laughs> i skipped a little further down but um <laughs> devoid of fun says koala is one of the few apps that's worse worth not worse worth 10 times more than they charge don't give them ideas because you're right you're totally <laughs> right <laughs> but but it's it's, it's such a powerful yeah it's such a powerful i mean they've been adding all these updates that cost a little bit more but man what you get for i think 15 bucks for the total package so to speak you can do so much especially with the mix bus now and that um and that i forget what it's called but the bit crush on there i love that bit crush the bit reduction oh just awesome speaking yeah. of wanting like 12 bit and 8 bit and things like that it, <laughs> yeah. it's got, got it covered in, in software so too pristine <laughs> yeah throw it in koala <laughs> as well Sample the sampler with a sampler, you know. Lars <laughs> says, uh, you know we all love Spotify here. Yeah, I know you're their biggest fan, Lars. I know. You you always speak how great it is. Very On that funny. note, Lars says, Spotify says, hold my beer. <laughs> it is getting worse. It is getting worse. We've covered in several episodes, uh, and to much of our chagrin, I suppose, that there were these rumors of what was going on with changes and some of it leaked. And then some distributors confirmed some of the things saying they were going to be a streaming threshold before you get paid. Um, and some other things changing the duration needed for noise tracks before payment and all this stuff, but it's still somehow even worse than all of that. And Curtis is going to go into that. Yeah, that was my, <laughs> I wrote for our tentative title, Spotify officially because <laughs> it's official that this is real. It's happening. They wrote it on their, I believe it's their Spotify for artists. They said they're updating, what did they call it, Curtis? Updating their royalty payout, modernizing 
modernizing. modernizing. Yeah, modernizing. that's right. Modernizing. They're yeah, modernizing our royalty system to drive an additional one billion dollars towards emerging and professional artists. But this is their they're dictating what emerging and professional means, and uh, exactly. it's, it's quite insulting. And I think it, for these terms, uh, emerging and professional means more likely to sue us. Yes, yeah. major labels, point, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. we we'll give them uh, more money to try and keep them sweet. All those little fellas who don't oh, really yeah. have any clout, well, <laughs> they can pay for it. Yeah, well, they can not get paid. You mean they won't be? Oh, getting, they can, they can you, pay the labels. Yeah, yeah. Your your money can go to the labels and everyone else. It's a very strange setup, but Curtis is going to go into it. It's. Uh, I just want to say, uh, anyone here who's ever made a single cent, dollar, euro, crown, whatever, if you've made any money off your work, you are technically a professional artist. That that's just that is the definition of being professional. If you've ever had any financial re. re uh, payment for your work then you are a professional artist and now spotify are moving the goalposts um redefining what it is to be professional and it's sickening it's got to be said hold um, on before we before we get into this i i want to mention this comment because i we're going to get into where we're at in terms of using spotify and things like that after all we talk about this but devoid of funk says spotify is the windows of music streaming i like that comparison no one admits to liking it but everyone uses it it's interesting because i i wonder how many people like we'll talk about but curtis myself and eon like never really puts his music on spotify but we're considering different ways of having either some music on spotify or not doing it or what other options we can do and we'll talk about that but yeah. curtis go into what's actually what's actually happening in spotify's yeah. own words very much so so uh i put this through and it was a hard read so buckle up boys and girls it's gonna be a fun day um All right. <laughs> buckle up we got a rough one <laughs> it basically comes down to three main topics uh artificial streaming issue of issue of lost payments i'll say that again issue of lost payments we'll get back to that uh biggest <laughs> biggest case of uh, of uh corporate gaslighting i've ever seen um mm. and finally exploiting functional in inverted commas genres such as noise in this case which we we've touched on these before but we're going to go Mars isn't going to be happy about that one not at all. Um, um, all of them fall under the category of hated things. Um, other people making money instead of us. Definitely. Um, so in the regards, I'm going to come down here to uh, professional, the issue of artificial streaming. Um, basically, um, Spotify is working hard to stop fake streaming that takes money away from honest artists. So they're going to take money from honest artists. Um so Starting yeah. next year, they're going to make labels and distributors pay a fee for each track that's involved in this kind of cheating. This follows improvements in yeah. their technology to catch fake streaming and the creation of a group called the Music Fights Fraud Alliance. Currently oh, uh, seething oh. quietly. <laughs> I had to, I had to silently hard. share that one. <laughs> quietly share that one. Yeah. <laughs> Music exactly. Fights Fraud Alliance. Oh, I'm, where do I sign? I want to join. Exactly. Great. So they're going to uh, save all that money and give it to. Oh no, they're not going to give it to us, are they? They're going to give it to someone else. Exactly. Mm. Um, well, I just I want to mention too that there's rampant bot abuse that does not come from artists. Yeah. Where there's this whole thing with like mm -hmm. these random exactly. playlists that are, and I've had this issue where my song pops up for a day on some playlist and gets a ton mm -hmm. of plays. I've never heard of the playlist. Never submitted. 
I look and it's all from one location in Finland and I email Spotify and they're like, oh no, that's, that's nothing. But those, that is a bot playlist. And I, I'm not, I don't want to be on a bot playlist. It screws up your algorithm, does all that. It's horrible for you. And yet it's not me doing it, but now you might get punished for it. Despite, you know, I report it to Spotify, I report it to the distributor. They all, Spotify just says, don't worry about it. It's okay. But then they're also saying we're going to punish for things. Okay. So it's so, it's so whose strange. problem is that? It's Spotify's. Not anymore. No, 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 no. Bucking, they're bucking, yeah, they're, they're just like, okay, it's your problem. Who's going to pay to fix that problem? We are. Mm. The distributors. They're going to charge for the distributors, right. and then you have to pay a fee. Well, that's yeah, just it's... it. That's what they're essentially doing, is they're essentially shifting blame onto distributor. They're basically saying, it's not our problem, it's, it's DistroKid's problem, or it's TuneCore's problem, and things like that. And that is the thing. These playlists and these bot lists are being created on the platform of Spotify. Instead of of Spotify dealing with the issue and making it their problem, they're just pushing it out. Saying, no, don't want to deal with it. It's going to be your problem. No worries. It's it's now you. And the worst thing is they're coming from a position of we care so much that we're going to stop it at the source. They're telling you it's a good thing as well. I know. Stopping these bots would be a great thing. And yet they're not stopping it they're just kind of like well we'll just charge someone else to deal with it so we're still yeah. generating streams and all this once stuff. again like, spotify pissing up your leg and telling you it's raining <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't yeah like it has a lot more <laughs> to come oh, don't you worry <laughs> this is only part one may i add um it's, this is only part one. I just want to come down to what this is here. Um, we believe that it will meaningfully deter labels and distributors from this con- to, from continuing, sorry, to distribute the music of known bad actors that attempt to divert money from honest, hardworking artists. These charges will support our continued efforts to keep the industry and platform free of artificial activity. So, and yeah, they're going to do what they are they're accusing these bad actors of doing. diverting money from honest hard-working artists we should be doing that it's our platform (laughs) how dare they take the money that we were gonna rob you of lars i'd love to hear why you think this he says this change is 100 going to result in more botting let us know if your game uh, in the chat why you think that's the case i didn't even see this one accidentally (laughs) the thing that fcc said it's called the positive sandwich sandwich this stuff up in between something positive and no one will notice. Well, that's why we're here. We're gonna, we're people, it. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it, it's not a good. No, this is. This seems like they have the right start. Like, oh, we need to deal with artificial streaming, and then their idea is, well, we don't need to deal with it. Let's make yeah. distributors we, deal with it. Let's, do? Yeah, just, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, it's okay. We'll make. Yeah. So, okay, great. Why is that going to help? You know, it's it's just it's awful. Um, so. That's the main thing, right? So that's as in not the main thing. That's the first thing they're trying to. They say they're trying to combat artificial streaming. Hold, hold on one second, because Thomas says, according to the article you mentioned in the last episode, they only penalize if ninety percent or more of the spins are botted. That's great. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like that's great sarcastically, because what if like you're a smaller artist and you get a couple streams a month or something, and then you get placed on one of those bot things and you get seven hundred in a day that you had no control over, and then you're just you get that song removed and you have to pay even though you had nothing to do with it it's yeah thomas says which makes even less sense a lot of these things you'll see when you start reading the nitty-gritty or what they say is the detailed explanations it makes less and less 
and less sense, especially when we get to this whole unique listeners section about the payment threshold. That that got me very upset. And it just it, all of this starts making less and less sense the more you is look this, into is it. Is anyone else getting Twitter slash X slash um, blue tick vibes off this? We're just going to make daft changes to tackle bots that nobody I, wants. It's, but all of this isn't even that's only one section of this, the bot thing. It's like the rest yeah. to me is even worse. I mean, this yeah. can screw you if, That's like I said, like with with Thomas's story. example about the if you're if you're a smaller artist and get a smaller amount and then you get placed on one of these by no for no reason, like you're just going to get removed and punished. That that's really bad. Don't get me wrong, but these royalty payments things are even worse in my opinion. Lars mm -hmm. has a little bit more about what he was saying that um, it's going to be a hundred percent more botting. Artists are now worried about hitting the threshold, so there's going to be a lot of small artists gaming the system to be noticed and get paid. I think that is why they're trying to in, put in this whole unique listeners section. Um, we'll we'll get there in a sec, but basically, it's like you have not only do you have to meet a thousand stream threshold, you also have to meet a certain number of unique listeners in unique locations before that thousand counts. It, it's weird, and we'll you'll see how vague it is. They won't even say the number, and I kind of get why they won't do that. But uh, I we'll see. We'll get I mean, there in a second. I fail to see how this is going to stop bots anyway. I mean, it might stop the type of bots where you deliberately set up a server and you run a bot farm on a server. But if you're a cyber criminal and you control a botnet, thousands of computers around the globe, this is not going to discourage well, that, you. That's what Lars is saying all. here with the unique listeners is a huge part of why there's going to be more bots. Yeah. I would just argue like those issues I've had with these botted playlists, all the streams come from one location. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm not saying that yeah, every bot farm is like that. And I'm not, I've never used a bot farm. This is these weird where a song gets added. You have no idea why. And if you do ever have that, you can always message me. I'll let you know more about what I did to deal with it. But um, but I contact Spotify for artists with like images of the playlist, all that, and say, look, I didn't do this. I'm letting you know what's going on. And I also let the distributor know too. But um, yeah, it's it's very strange. Every time I mes message them, though, they say, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I just think CYA always have the proof, always have mm -hmm. the notice. If they do have later, the they say, hey. Hey, yeah. you did you did use Bot? Be like, look, I notified. You know, it's always good to have. Mm. Anyways, let's let's continue, Curtis. Mm. Uh, yes, let's continue. And um, so the second part off the here we go. Second second part of this is if I get rid of this, yeah, that's the one. The second issue: uh, payments lost in the <laughs> system. Let mm. me preface this by saying it's a system that is created by them. Or has been created that's as a result. Very good there. point. Let's just let's just put that out there before we've done anything else. Spotify came about, and then distribution, uh, like Spotify and TuneCore, these were bred as a result, and they all have a hand in that as well. This is very much uh, a system which has been created because of the modern uh, music industry, and now they claim to get past it. But I digress. Um. Today, Spotify hosts well over a million tracks, blah, 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 blah. Um, those tracks on general, uh, or the average is about 0.03 cents per month. Um, because labels and distributors require a minimum amount to withdraw, usually 2 to $50 per withdrawal, um, and the bank fees charge a fee, usually $1 to $20 per withdrawal, this money doesn't often reach the uploaders, and these small payments are often forgotten about. But... In aggregate, these small disregarded payments have added up to 40 million per year, which could instead increase the payments to artists who are most dependent on the streaming revenue, i.e. us. Yeah, I, I have a, a deep issue and a flaw in their logic here, 
if we want to call it logic. Um, that, that, that's a serious problem with this argument that, oh, you're if you're not generating a thousand or something, because a thousand streams is like three to five bucks, whatever. Let's say it's three dollars, right? If you get a thousand mm -hmm. streams. So in the current system of royalty payouts, if you are if you have one song that each month is getting, let's say, a thousand streams, you've got three dollars every month. If we're using this, I forget what the actual amount is. Maybe it's six. Maybe it's ten. We can use three dollars. We can use ten dollars, whatever. We'll use three, though, for this. So you have a, one song that's getting a thousand streams a month, giving you three dollars each month. OK, you also get ten more songs that each get a hundred streams each month. So that's another thousand streams in total, but not a thousand streams per song. So that's another three dollars. So that's let's say six dollars every month. Within just a couple months, you will meet most of these distributors' payment threshold, and you would get that money. But with this new one, first of all, you would not see that first thousand unless it was in the first month that came out of that first the main song that gets a thousand streams, and all those songs that only get a hundred would not none of those royalties would count. So you lose a thousand streams in this 10 song, a hundred streams each example. So you're never, it's going to take much longer to reach that payout before you see even a cent. Whereas in the current method, you would get three to $6, you know, whatever the amount is every month and meet their distributor threshold. Secondly, the distributing threshold that's on the distributor's end, which they're acting kind of as your bank holding your money. This has nothing to do with Spotify. So why are they being the arbiters of saying, oh, yes, well, we're, we're helping you and the distributors because, you know, it's the distributors making the decision. And like, what? Why do you have any say in this? You don't have it's, it's, say in this. Your job like is to pay for every stream that is earned on your site. That's the yeah. point. And yet now they're just being like, well, no, your your work in sharing our site, your work in sharing your songs to us, paying a distributor to be on here. And driving, and driving customers yeah. to our site, even if it's 5, 10, 50, 100, that doesn't matter. But keep yeah. doing it because we'll give that money to someone else. Yeah. And that's that's the thing as well. It's, it's you're saying, oh, you're not getting this money anyway, so we're just going to redistribute it to someone else. Yeah. You I don't, mean, you don't worry about most of it. So, you yeah. know, we'll just give it's, it to someone else. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. It's bollocks. It's like these other companies are taking your money, so we're just going to take it instead. Happy days. And that is just insane. It's just insane. Um, Thanks, FCC. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, something I, I keep having to come back to all the time. And and to be honest, that, that gets to the heart of everything I feel about this because I don't really give a damn, if I'm honest. I get I get very little from Spotify. I always have. And it's not part of the... It's just a promotional tool as far as mm. I'm concerned. So, um, yeah, what I do object to is this, just this gaslighting bullshit. I'm like trying to mm. say it's a good thing and they're trying to fight bots and all the rest of it. It's just, it stinks, right? It's wrong. Everybody knows it's wrong. Yeah. You know, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Don't would... try and tell me it's a good thing, you know? <laughs> do what the no. hell you like. Don't tell me it's a good thing. Yeah. I would, I see, okay, I still would have issue with this, but... And I understand, I guess, from their greedy standpoint or whatever, but had this threshold been a thousand streams per month in total before you start getting paid, it would make more sense to me. But mm. by divvying it up between song, you're mm. only only songs that reach that threshold are uh, able to be paid uh. for. And there's some really weird things, too. 
I don't want to steal from you reading it, Curtis, but we'll get back into it. But the song has to reach a thousand in its first month to receive full payment for all a thousand streams. Whereas they even write, I think, if you received 700 in the first month and in the second month you received 300 streams, totaling a thousand within that first year's bracket, you're only getting paid for the 300 and any stream after that. Those 700 are going to someone else in the mm -hmm. emerging and professional artists uh, term, as they put it. Yeah. So was this because I have songs that I have multiple songs and this isn't I'm not trying to brag or anything. It's just an interesting thing. I have multiple songs that generate a couple thousand streams a month, but other ones get 10, 100, yeah. 500. Hmm. So whereas now I currently generate maybe 40 to 50 dollars a month, I'll only probably get six, eight a month because hmm. of those ones that aren't getting it. But as I was saying earlier, with the way it is now, those little streams that they're calling, you know, negligible 0 0.3, 0 0.3, they all add up and equal it. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. Lars says the same thing you said, Eon Lake. In the, <laughs> in the, Eon Lake was like, they're going to give your money to Taylor Swift, Sun Warper. And I was like, yeah. And and there yeah. goes Lars. They're going to give Should Taylor choose. Swift all of your money. <laughs> money. Yeah. <laughs> They don't want that business, right? They don't want those small streams. They want people to get like several million streams a month on most of their songs. Yeah. Their worst song gets like 5,000 streams a month, hmm. right? Anyone smaller than that, they don't care. They're taking up room on servers. Go away. And we're giving your money to someone else. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a private company. It's their platform if that's what they want to do. Sure, if you want to be like that, go ahead. I yeah, we'll we'll talk before, about where we're going to get into it. But before we'll... we continue, I've I've got a there's a lot of chat. Chat, we appreciate all of you sharing your opinions. Continue, please. But I have to share this latest one first. <laughs> Sarah Chow says, have I told you lately that I hate Spotify? I you know, Survey Channel, I don't think you mentioned it in the last like five or ten minutes. So I appreciate you reminding me because it's good to be reminded. <laughs> Lars says, I think you mentioned it before. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let me go. Oh, uh, let me go. Sorry, I, I hit the wrong button there. Let None me of go. This is I changing my find, mind either. <laughs> I got to find the top here. Um, Lars says, the unique listeners is a huge part of why there's, I might have read this, of why there's going to be more bots. Each bot will count as a unique listener. Yeah, the issue, like I was saying, can't remember if I read this before. Sorry if I did. It has to be in lo different locations, unique locations. Lars yeah. says it's ridiculously easy yeah. to create a bot. There's all kinds yeah. of black hat software. Yeah. FCC says that's really not hard to get around for people making bot lists. Thomas says they should just have made the royalty uh, scheme user centric. Like there's a Lars goes on about bots. Really don't need to read. That. <laughs> um, Thomas says Spotify will see a huge increase in free accounts. And then yep. he's laughing at it. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Devoid of Funk says, if Spotify are using the same algorithm for their new wrapped feature, the numbers will be as skewed as the retrospection mm. in wrapped. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. FCC yeah. says, I have a funny story about Spotify wrapped. I'll pop it in the Discord. Go. We're looking forward to reading it. <laughs> and that's, that's uh, we, nice got, we got a little more. While I was reading those, more just popped in. <laughs> we love you all. <laughs> I love all the talk. Yeah. Devoid of Funk says, Spotify is as bad as banks. They take our stuff and use it to make money for themselves. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're mm. claiming that this whole money they're going to be taking from artists is going to go to other artists. It's like some weird reverse yeah. Robin Hood thing. But, uh, Bigger artists will now get the smaller artists. 
money. At least so, banks yeah. don't tell you they're going to fight cold and flu by punching you in the face every five seconds. <laughs> or just coughing with the flu in your face or something. <laughs> David says, not good. And Bendu is with Survey Channel mentioning that they do not like Spotify. Which is probably what they want, surely. I mean, it's got to be, right? But it's interesting to me because here's here's something I'm thinking just I guess we're jumping the gun a little bit and I didn't write this in the notes, Curtis, but they are creating animosity and uh, anger towards them, you know, Spotify for actual emerging artists who are small now, but will become popular Hmm. when they become popular. Why would they if they don't like Spotify and aren't making money at the moment? Why would they later be like, oh, yeah, you know, Spotify would took all that money from me i'll I'll start using them more and push them now that it's it's a strange thing i mean yeah yeah, sure maybe they would because the royalty payouts better or something but it's interesting to me that they're kind of like um (laughs) making these these actions towards actual emerging artists and yeah just like and And still expecting all of these artists to say hey just because it's us keep sharing keep using Mm -hmm. it and you know once you get that metric You'll start getting the money will flow, yeah. you know, like, oh, it's, okay. it's like, so, it's like working with an out there. <laughs> when the story's out there, when people do make it big and then this Spotify somehow or pull all their music. That's from. what I'm saying. It's like, why it's are great. they going to screw themselves it's up great. with the future generation? Genre of porn yeah. for musicians there, because <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a lot of people are going to enjoy that. It's it's so short that... term, it's short sightedness. I I mean, I think maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Chat, let me know, but I feel like this is a very short sighted, like, we're bleeding money. Let's let's just there's this billion here. We'll we'll say yeah. we're gonna give it to we'll the it. Yeah. bigger streamings, and maybe it'll get some of these smaller ones off the the platform. If you know Eon Lake's right in terms of storage and all that stuff, but it's like, well, those smaller artists are going to become big, or some will. So why are you creating animosity between you and them, so that when they do get big, they might drive people to Apple Music or to Title or to Bandcamp or Artcore or something? You know, like what? Well, without jump, without jumping the gun, I, maybe they just don't have that amount of time. If they if they are bleeding, and never turn yeah. a profit. I mean, yeah. we'll get into this in more detail, but maybe they. Lars says the angel investors are calling in the tab. Yeah. Well, this is it. Like they just don't have that amount of time. Like some some of the people, some of the kids that I'm working with who are releasing their first beats are going to make it big in the next, you know, five, five to 10 years. Maybe Spotify doesn't have that long. Before we get into the speculation, let's go through the last uh, piece yeah, of gaming right. in the system. Um, yeah. Let's try and keep on track. This is, for me, when we went through this a couple of weeks ago, I think this is probably the biggest one for me um, in terms of gaming, because they're calling it gaming the system with noise. I, they framed it in a way that just removes any form of artistic integrity. And I think I think Survey Channel pulled it out when this first hit. This is commodification of art. And it really speaks to me. So in the streaming era, functional genres are popular. White noise, whale sound, static, etc. Um, and so a typical song for these are a few minutes long. Some bad actors are shortening the whale tracks of 30 seconds and stacking them consecutively in a playlist without listeners noticing so they can earn outsized payments. The idea then is basically that there's a skew with the notion of uh, noise tracks and that these are not artistically there. They're just cut up and put up there. So starting next year, they're going to increase the minimum track length in order to be eligible for to generate royalties, functional genres will include white noise, nature sounds, machine noises, sound effects, non-spoken ASMR, and silence recordings. They'll also work with licenses to value noise streams at a fraction of the value of 
music streams. That is draconian, if I may say so. That is fucking draconian. This notion of there is now a separation between what is noise and what is music. You're going to generate less money. There's going to be a minimum track. It's deemed as a second-class form of uh, auditory experience. And that, at the fundamental level, that is just... Well, that's bullshit. That's what that is. <laughs> Put it frankly. Yep. I, I mean, I think you said it succinctly. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just try not to throw up. <laughs> what really gets me, the thing that gets me most of all is this is all on Spotify for Artists webpage. Like any of this. But, I mean, yeah, it's the the final insult as far as I'm concerned. Let's actually break down the royalty split before we go in, because we got to talk to unique listeners and the, the threshold amounts and stuff like that in their words before we go into the future things because i know we're at 12 18 so we got to go through it but i i think we need to define exactly what they're doing uh for the royalty split so if you could just go down to um i believe it's in this article where they they list the actual percentage splits like uh, yeah. that it needs to be a thousand streams i'll i'll remove it while you search for it but i know it's in there that's why i put it there but um i think it's this yeah one, it's it should be that that the article i linked in the um that spotify for artists in their own words, then the modernizing that, our royalty. That's, that's, the, that's the one. Yeah, I can't see what you, to, I can't yeah. see what you're using. It's um, let me find where they actually put it. Where is it here? Oh, okay. awesome. it's it's how we're addressing it. Track modernization eligibility. It's a couple paragraphs down from the top. Uh, track modernization eligibility. Ah, yeah. yeah. There we go. There we yeah. go. Now, I'm I'm not seeing that there. No, that's that's in check or something. I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read that one. <laughs> here we go uh it's up here now it's in english okay. so <laughs> there we go okay uh actually i'm on a different page but um i'll just i'll read what i'm seeing so how we're addressing it track modernization eligibility starting in early 2024 tracks must have reached at least a thousand streams in the previous 12 months in order to generate recorded royalties Spotify will not make additional money under this model. There is no change to the size of the music royalty pool being paid out to rights holders from Spotify. We will simply use the tens of millions of dollars annually to increase the payments to all eligible tracks rather than spreading it out into 0 .03%, 0 .03 payments. Okay, now I think you've got, here we go. Okay, recordings with the annual streams between one and a thousand generate an average of that, just 0.5%. Uh, subsequently, this money will be reallocated. That's just showing the... Uh, where does it show the actual amount that they're going to give, like the thresholds? That's not the segment. Um, it should be... There's a whole section where they break down like the actual money. Where they say... Well, basically, well, I'll find it later if you can't find it. But while you're searching for it, what I'm trying to find is where they state you have to reach a thousand and if you do 700 in one month and 300 in the next you're only going to get the 300 and streams after that it's in there uh somewhere it's where is it uh if you go up a bit curtis keep going up on the scroll it should be right near the top what's at the top of their thing is it that one there we go well that's all right we'll have to find it later i'll find it and put it in the discord because i don't want the to be dead on the thing but um basically what they're saying is you got to have that you got to meet that th threshold and it's just songs like it's only it's per song it's not in general so yeah if you have multiple songs that all get 500 streams in one month none of those count until they get 
to a thousand each, and then you're only going to get paid for the after a thousand and whatever month it hit the thousand. So their their whole thing is if it's in the first month, then you'll get the full thing. If not, then you won't. And then there's the whole section about unique listeners. I had it, but I don't know where it's gone in the article. So um, what I had read, and if it's changed, maybe they've deleted it. But their whole thing they were saying was that it's unique listeners. And it, they're having a threshold now of unique listeners and that amount they're not disclosing, but it has to be in unique environments. So basically what it's saying is if you have, let's say, five people who all love a playlist and listen to these smaller artists and that racks up to a thousand streams in a month, they might say, hey, five doesn't meet our threshold of unique listeners, so we're not going to pay out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? They're not going to pay out those huge wadges of cash that they were previously paying out, right? Yeah. Wow. Boo-hoo. Yeah, and again, I'm not seeing it in the article now. It was there when we were looking at it. Uh, if Curtis does happen to find it, we'll cover it, but I will show it in the Discord. Um, I don't want to... I, I just want to clarify that we're not seeing it now, so if they did change it or it was deleted or something like that, there you go, but that's what we were seeing when we were originally reading it and i'll find it uh if i can if it's not deleted but curtis share your takes on this while i'm gonna check something lost audio are, are you uh, muted? Yeah. yeah i muted myself there you go i went for a sip of tea and did unmute uh learning and going the other way it seems um the notion of the speculation i think is the idea we can, we've gone through these over a the couple of weeks these Revelations are nothing new. Essentially, they have just confirmed what we have been speculating now for a few years, a uh, few years, a few weeks now. Uh, feels like years. Um, <laughs> the uh, but the notion of this is obviously a dark day or a dark period for Spotify. Um, oh. I would like us to look at kind of where things could go and where things are going from there. Um, the I come back to my original point. Um, I feel I don't I don't want to be alarmist or anything like that, but I, if a if a business is pulling a stunt like this, it tells me that the business ultimately is not in good a good shape. Spotify have never turned a profit. They continue to seek money and seek funding, and they can and Daniel Ek for some reason continues to not be able to send a profit, which is one of the fundamentals of running a business. If you think about it in the grand scheme of things, they're maybe the process itself of streaming is just unsustainable it just eats itself it's just it's, it's just eating because today it's a thousand streams right next year it's two thousand streams the year after it's ten thousand streams you know it just those the 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 ladder keeps getting pulled up and up and up and up as the as it sinks you know and i can't see this is a for me at least it's a decent a decent indication that they're in trouble and that if that had and that has wider ramifications for streaming in general before i think just to add before it came on air eon like you said that apple music have just put their fees up spotify put their fees up 18 i don't think it's just me <laughs> no it's it's, it's, email. <laughs> it's they just targeted you but it's like <laughs> the process itself it's just in it, i mean it's never been sustainable the idea of getting 0 0.0003 seven dollars per stream it's it's so you can't make any money anyway as an artist like mm. that from the grassroots level proves that it's unsustainable well and um, at least could subsidize it with their all their other businesses but, but for people that are just streaming like spotify mm. and others 
Okay, guys, I just want to quickly share this because I, I did find the sections in that article I linked. I want to read this because it is there. Uh, let me find the... I'm going to present my screen. Fact uh, me up. Let me find where... What is this one called? Track monetization. Give me one second. It should be this one. Okay, so let's share. Curtis, can you share the screen that I just put? Because I'm on that part. All right, are you all seeing the screen? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... How will royalties be calculated under this new policy? Recording royalties are typically calculated at the end of each month based on stream share. For example, if a track received 1% of all streams on Spotify, it would receive 1% of that month's royalty pool. Currently, all music streams on Spotify are included into this stream share calculation. How nice. Under this new policy, each month, Spotify will calculate stream share just for, and they italicize, eligible tracks those that have received at least 1,000 streams globally in the previous 12 months. In practice, that means a track generates royalties for all streams in the first month it reaches eligibility, not for streams from any month prior. If a track is streamed over 1,000 times in its first calendar month on all on platform, all streams will be included in the stream share calculation that month. If, for ex example, a track is streamed 750 times in its first calendar month, on platform and 500 times in its second month, that track would generate royalties for all 500 streams. I love the all that they put there. <laughs> all 500 streams oh, in that wow. second month, as well as for streams in subsequent months, as long as it remains eligible. It's like a relegation system. in the oh, getting, there, But wait, there's more. <laughs> yes. Can a track go in and out of eligibility? Yes. Each month, all tracks that have been streamed at least a thousand times globally in the previous 12 months will be included in stream share calculations for royalties. A track can go from eligible to ineligible, ineligible to eligible again as popularity changes over time. And here's the next thing. This is what I was talking about, unique listeners. Can a user just stream their own songs a thousand times to become eligible? No. As part of the policy, there will be a minimum number of unique listeners required for a track to become eligible. This ensures that a handful of users can't stream the track hundreds of times each to become eligible. We won't share publicly what that minimum is to prevent bad actors from gaming the system. Of course, our industry-leading artificial streaming detection systems will continue to remove artificial streams as identified. So there you go. That's what I was talking about. Well, they, I forgot they, to mention they, that. Yeah, you can fall out of eligibility. Mm -hmm. So let's say you get a, like in the let's say you get on a Spotify playlist, right? For a couple months. Once it's past a year, if the song still isn't generating over a thousand streams, you're out until you can start generating again. Just again, monetization and competition aspect of what we do. And it's just it's very disheartening. It's very disheartening. Um, question is, I suppose, what are we going to do about it? As independent artists in their own right, what do we do? And I'm coming from a consumer's point, so we all we consume, um, and we all see we put stuff out there, gentlemen and people in the chat. What are you going to do about it? What what what's the reaction? Are we just going to carry on as we were, or are things changing? Stevie's standing up, so I think he's got something to say as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm curious if this is going to be the end of monthly releases. Okay, uh, tell us more about that. Well, they're pushing to reach a certain stream count on a song, like per song. So if you're releasing every month, you're going to lose 
those streams on other songs. If you're trying to push a new song, I mean, unless you can get on playlists that are going to generate a thousand streams in the first month or over time, mm -hmm. it seems like you'd be better focused on a single release until you hit that metric. I'm saying if you're pushing to get monetized, first of all, that's if you're willing to play this new game that they're yeah. that they're pushing. And that's a whole other part of what we're talking about today with like, where do we go from here? But I'm just saying, I, I think we'll see some ramifications playlists with this whole unique listener thing. That could be an issue for independent playlists now because like, why would people listen to these when you need the li bigger listener pool? Why would you submit to smaller playlists? Cause what's the point or something? It, it's a very interesting. It's kind of like what we were talking about when Bandcamp was bought by Song Trader. Like, what's going to happen? Is there going to be sync licensing? This and that. It's. I mean, it's. This is a lot worse. This is like not good in any way, shape, or form. But I'm curious what these long-term ramifications are going to be to all of this. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry to derail the the question you're asking. I'm just saying I, that's some of the things I'm seeing with like. First of all, what's going to happen in the Spotify landscape for independent mm -hmm. artists, and then secondly. I guess we need to consider what's our next move in this oh, yeah. evolving I, I landscape. Th I think it's very fair. Like originally, me and you were talking about this. My releases next year. I was thinking about doing monthly releases, and now I'm just not going to do that. I've, I've packaged everything up slightly differently. It's going to be a different way of releasing it. It tells the same story, but just in a different fashion. And I genuinely don't know at this stage, as a producer, whether I'm going to put it out on Spotify. I don't know at this stage. My the jury. I know as a consumer, I'm done. As a consumer, I've already I'm shopping around. I'm looking for different ideas. I've been experimenting with Tidal. I'm experimenting with Apple Music, as if they're any better. But you know, it's better than at least they're still paying. Mm. But as a as a producer, I don't know if I'm comfortable putting on my stuff. Right, hear me out. So obviously, there's that there's that notion of I don't want to support a system which is effectively just cutting us off by the balls, essentially. Um, I don't want to feed into that, right? So even if my I'm supporting Spotify by putting my stuff out into the world, the other side of me is, well, the people that experience my music and people who enjoy my music, who do listen to my music on Spotify, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Yeah. And I don't want to take the joy or how whatever adjective you want to use that people listening to my music i don't want to take that away from them but oh that's me hi um and the i don't want to take that away from them. i don't think that's fair for me to punish the people who appreciate me and support me then i, I also don't want to feed into that system i as you can tell from my discourse it's no it's tough so it's tough because it's, so it's insulting to us to like hey mm. put your music on here promote it and we're not going to pay you for it unless you yeah. hit this like it, it makes no sense to me that this would be first of all an idea secondly that they're trying to bill it as a great thing like mm -hmm. yeah streaming revenue should be higher but by just taking what's hard earned for a lot of people mm -hmm. and giving it to other people to make it seem like it's a bigger number that's not actually that's inflating the numbers falsely mm -hmm. you're giving someone else's earnings to someone to other people that's just it does not sit right with me at all and so it's hard to justify being like okay yeah i'll put stuff on it a middle ground could the, be the other weird thing like i said is that that you get some songs that do really well and then others that don't so yeah. it's like you're gonna do well for some of these and you can like but how do you know the song's gonna do well until you put it out and it's like it's this very strange if you strange thing just really quick curtis i'll read everybody i know you're posting lots of chat we'll get to them in a moment uh 
I just want to say because it, it just keeps going. Keep going, yeah. though. Please keep going. <laughs> By all means, just we'll, we'll get, get to them in a moment. Go ahead, Curtis. I'm just, I mean, you've got to find that middle ground. Okay. So, for example, yeah. the synthwave track that you put out last month, it's a decent sound. It's, it's very, it's synthwave. It's very synthwave. We know it's going to, we know it's going to hit the playlist. You know, it's going to work. Uh, but it's like, I hate living in that idea of like, I, Oh, I, I got to, I guess this song will do well. Or am I making this song because I know it'll do like, you know, it's like, well, I, I, my kind of thinking is just, I'm thinking like the songs that I feel like either people who listen to me on Spotify, because there's certain like audience demographics in terms of like genre that I make, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, because I make a lot of different genres. So I know I get a lot in terms of like ambient guitar music and synthwave. So I, I'm kind of thinking like the songs that fit that mold, put those up. But then, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm focusing on YouTube right now because my YouTube is is earning me money and things like that. Maybe not a ton right now, but it's like that's probably the best platform for me at the moment. And I have the most fun doing it. And I think that's very important, like fun, because that's what this comes down to. And then I think like Bandcamp, my website and uh, Apple Music, like for my latest release, I shared Apple Music. I wasn't going to share Spotify. Mm -hmm. I, and I think that's fair. I think the again, it comes down. We all, it always comes back down to the same question, the artistic movement versus the commodity and yeah. whether or not the track you're making, are you making it for, are you making it for monetary gain because you know it's going to hit? Because there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong making a track that you know is going to do well because you want to make some cash. Nothing wrong with that, right? The question is the extent to which you want to buy into that. And it, it becomes an interesting question into, again, the separation of art and the commodity, the extent to which you're willing to put stuff out there. Um, and the idea of whether the track that you're making, why have you made it? And it, it, it exists. The universe spoke to you and you've, you've, you've vomited out this track and it's there and it's masked and it's ready to go. Is it one that is going to, quote unquote, hit the zeitgeist or whatever is playing right now? Or is it not? And if it is, maybe put a single out on Spotify and keep that going otherwise just keep it to band camp you know like if i've got these eps that i'm releasing next year maybe i'll i'll choose one from each and i'll put them on spotify perhaps maybe i haven't decided that's not that's not a thing yet but like instead of putting the whole thing out there it's like a try before you buy situation if you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah and then you have the whole worry too if if these weird bot things keep going on it's like the songs that you do put up might not even be eligible if they make this whole thing up. To, oh, it's artificial because a playlist you had no control in putting your song over had it for a day and generated streams. Or It's just, it. It's as I was saying earlier, like the more you read into all the details or supposed details that they're putting, which to me just read like AI generated text, you know, like it makes less and less sense. Um mm -hmm. Ian, like, I don't know if you have anything you want to add, but I, there's a lot of chat. So I want to get through that because we're already at, uh, an hour. It's, yeah, let's 30. do it. All right. Let's, so let's we've got first, friends. Let us know if I missed anybody. Actually, I think there were some I missed. Hold on. Let me go. I'm, I keep trying to go to the top. Shady Ridge says, Loathe it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm. FCC says, Spotify only has eyes for one thing. Interesting. Um, Thomas says, Spotify is in the pockets of the big players. Small artists and labels are just an annoyance to them. Yeah. I mean, mm. that's. Eon Lake mm. has been alluding, not alluding, Eon Lake has been mentioning that, you know, storage is becoming an issue because I think they say like 100 million songs on their on their app or, you know, on their database, it, like it can become an issue. So maybe this is all a, a ploy to get 
us riled up to get us off of it so that they can free up space for the next Taylor Swift album or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not to, that we keep mentioning Taylor Swift, but anybody, but it's, just, it's on my mind because Eon Lake and Lars were mentioning it. Speaking of Lars, says, I'm going to make a 30-minute album of nothing but 30-second songs. Lars, I was going to mention something, but Thomas has your back. He says, make it 31 seconds just to be yeah. safe. Actually, I yeah. think you need to make it an, a minute 30 to hit that metric now so just look at their metrics whatever it is fcc <laughs> says brian eno is going to be living <laughs> lars says that he doesn't believe that they won't make extra money yeah i don't know uh-huh. devoid of funk says it's almost like the distribution of music is doomed to sink to its lowest rung regardless of technological innovation that tries to elevate it yeah. because humans yeah i mean beautiful it's yeah. like a race to the bottom doesn't it yeah i mean yeah, the yeah. idea of streaming is great like access to all this music and and democratization of you can listen to whatever you want but then it also devalues art right because now mm-hmm. you're no longer paying you're no longer being like oh this is special because i had to earn money to buy this Thing, this cd for 20 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever and like i need to listen to it you know like there was that whole when i was a kid like buying a cd because i didn't have money it was like oh i need to get this one or debating between two cds and not sure which one and then you gotta listen to it right you know Lars says eventually it's basically just terrestrial radio <laughs> yeah we just go back we just keep going yeah. back and we move forwards and then backwards just mainstream stuff yeah yeah. Abby says, I wonder if Spotify's tight relationship with the labels might open them up to an antitrust investigation if they proceed with that. Lars says, very good, good point. Already laws against payola that would have to be enforced, which is rare. I think Lars was also mentioning, and they talk about it, There's there are two types of royalty payments. I forget the names, but one goes to like the pros. And I don't think they, Lars, correct me. I forget what exactly you were saying, but um, I think you were saying that uh, they they can't do this with that one payment because there's a copyright law or something like that i'm probably butchering it it's been another night of no sleep with the the newborn but lars just hit me up in the comments uh to correct what i'm saying because I, I i think you remember you probably do what what we were talking about um publishing devoid of punk says, the recording, isn't there? distributing your distribution yeah there's something it's like the copyright would still be owed for the thing because mm. there, there's those two licenses and this is only or royalties this is only that the one type of royalty that goes through the distributor not the one through the pro devoid of funk says oh wait first sorry devoid of funk there's this one fcc says i wish spotify would fall out of eligibility well push for apple music or something though that's like the same thing but make just Bandcamp more and more i guess i don't know but then Mm. we've got issues with Bandcamp, so it's a dark time for independent music man very difficult devoid of funk says my goal was never to make money on spotify it just Mm. felt I just felt I owed it to myself to take advantage of the gatekeepers and make my music available to the worldwide. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Thomas, when we were talking about how the the playlists and all that, you know, the change in playlists and change in releases, monthly releases, he added, and everyone will probably release on the first Friday of the month. That's a very good point. It's like with Bandcamp Fridays, everybody rushes to get it out that day, and it becomes just drowned out with email mm-hmm. after email. Yeah. And Thomas, we were just talking about this from, I think, one of Thomas's earlier comments, but he says, basically, they just want to get rid of all the small players. I could imagine they would make user generated playlists even less visible just to be able to divert more listeners to editorials. Yeah, that's what I was saying, Thomas, as well, Mm -hmm. that I think playlists as we know it aren't going to be very relevant anymore because you have first, why be on a, I mean, that's just, I'm not trying to sound mean, but I could see people thinking, why be on a smaller playlist if it's not going to help me get to this bigger number like you know if i'm not going to get streams from it or only get a few 
why spend the time trying to submit and do that? And just, yeah, if they have this unique listener cutoff threshold, like if smaller playlists don't meet that, I don't know. It's, I could see things changing. Abby also says, and use all of those artists for free advertising as they promote their work. Yeah, I think exactly. that's from another yeah. section we were talking about, but um, I know, sorry, it took a while to read all these comments. So different things, but yeah, exactly. Is that it's it. If you're pushing Spotify to get that thousand streams, you're advertising their platform, getting people on their platform who are either giving them money or giving them ad revenue. And then you're not seeing anything for that effort that you're putting in. It's a very strange, strange thing. Lars says, at least Apple Music isn't trying to screw us for now. Yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Um, Coming up next Lars, <laughs> Lars also says a $100 marquee campaign. Yeah, that's their new, you can pay to be put on the front of Spotify or have a full, when you open the app, like a full thing comes up, like listen to Sun Warper. And yeah, Devoid of Bug says, I also release tracks to justify my gear acquisition. What is it? Syndrome, right? Gas? Syndrome, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. I love this next comment. Are you ready for it? FCC says, I could make more money playing Oasis covers on a mouth organ sat in a sleeping bag under a bridge with a cardboard sign and a cup. I mean, yep. Yep. coming out in March 2024 on Audionautic Records. <laughs> FCC <laughs> no. Now they're going to take live. it away. A live album. Comment of the stream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> We can we can push back the ambient release FCC and we can go with the mouth organ, you know. Yeah, I think it'd be just a win. Saying, yeah. Just, just be saying. A <laughs> uh, a what day. else do we have? Survey Channel says, "Don't let your art be a commodity." I wholeheartedly it's agree. Too. I mean, that's I think it's hard to justify putting music on Spotify at this point. Mm -hmm. that's, where, that's where I'm falling. It's always a choice. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I think everybody has to be asking themselves, "What's in it for me?" I think mm -hmm. one thing for me. Yeah. I think one thing that we should do though is um if you are planning to cancel your Spotify account or anything, or even just if you're an artist on Spotify and you're not happy with this, write them. May not seem mm -hmm. like much, but mm -hmm. the more that the more artists that do that, the more they're they know. And especially speak with the wallet. If you are a Spotify user like Curtis, he canceled it and he's on title now. I would hope you wrote a letter, or you're moving to title. Uh, I've, like I've moved. I've moved the professional account to title until the go. end of the year. I'm moving. I've, I have the family account for the family, so I've got to slowly like just go get them all across, so just one by one, just hold yeah. their hand, send them to title, and just kind of. Get, it's okay. Yeah. Don't no, worry. I, it's different, I, when it's you do cancel, write a letter about, or when they say, "Why are you canceling?" Mm. Be like, "Because you're." Taking you're money, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to put it nicely, but uh, but yeah, I they haven't put it nicely at all. That's true. They they haven't. But maybe I'm just trying to be better. I don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but that's okay. You don't have to be. You don't. Have, I'm not yeah. judging. Take, be as rude that. as you want. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but the... all I'm saying is just speak with your wallet. Speak out. Raise awareness. I I did want to add to because someone I think mentioned. uh I was seeing on Twitter, like, you know, Spotify wrapped came out, right? So artists are sharing their stream counts and, and all the, the, the information and stuff that came out. And that's great. I'm not saying to not do that, but if you are going to do that, make sure you mention what's going to happen with Spotify. You know, like, like I saw, I had uh, a certain amount, I think it was like 55 people that I was in their top 10 or something like that's great. That that's meaningful. Like that means a lot to me that people are listening to me in that way. Right. Even if it's Spotify, 
So I'm grateful for that. And I was like, should I share that? I don't know. If I do, though, I want to be like, thanks a lot. But remember, like, you know, Spotify is doing these changes, like, you know, things like that. I don't know. I'm just saying if you are going to share it, put a caveat, maybe like, hey, they're doing some stuff. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it's an open-ended discussion. As you can see, we're pretty torn and ideas not there. If you've got a, I, if you are in the chat or if you're listening back or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music at this point and you want to weigh in what you're doing, be your producer or consumer, this is a murky subject. There's no right or wrong, obviously. Nothing's right or wrong. It just is. But we want to continue this the discussion is, this on our Discord. Them changing this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But what what we choose to do in reaction, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. I think as as you have to do what's best for you. And I'd love I'd love to implore people to come and have this discussion in around Robin venture in our Discord because it is murky. There are lots of different angles, and you know, it's good to get different takes and different ideas from each other. So if you want to head over to our Discord, um, we'll we'll continue the discussion. Yes. I'm going to do the Eon like I do want to add too. Does anybody disagree with this and think this is a good thing? I, I would like thing. to hear. Honestly, I would like to hear. I, I've seen things offering counter opinions, mm. um, but they didn't seem to be the most trustworthy yeah. of sources. So yeah, my were unable, unavailable for comment, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, I would like to see if anybody thinks this is a yeah. good idea or a great it's move perfect. or something. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, let us know. Put it in the comments. Put it on if you're listening on Spotify in the uh, question. You know, let us know in there. Um, I, I do want to say though, we, we appreciate everybody who does listen to the podcast either here or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to help us reach more new ears and all that and continue to grow, leave a rating, leave a like on this video if you got value out of it. Curtis has something to say, and then I'll read some of the chats that we got because they're they're interesting. Yeah, just to say that this doesn't seem to be affecting podcasts, so we'll probably continue to put... I well, feel podcasts like don't put... earn money until they get 100 streams per episode, so they already yeah, do so some I, threshold I, on it. On Spotify, yeah, it's different. On Spotify, on yeah. It, yeah. This, is, this is just about music. This is just about music. We obviously, we put this podcast out on Spotify but this is just about music and music where this is going. Yeah, sorry. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, definitely. So Thomas says, to reach the thousand spins in the first month, an artist would need to be placed in the top of a pretty active playlist with at least a few thousand followers. Not many are able to do that. So yeah, that's what I was getting at as well, that it's it's like the why be on these smaller playlists? Like possibly, you know, what's the thought? Like it, I could see it changing this dynamic landscape. Also like, I think it's more of a reason if you are putting music on Spotify to not rely wholeheartedly on playlists, but try to build following, which mm -hmm. I think is something on Spotify that's hard, very hard to do. Like it's easy to get on lots of playlists and get these inactive streams, but you want active users who are listening to you for you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, that's really hard to get enough to justify a thousand streams on a song. It's, it's just, this is such a strange metric to me. Like I would understand a thousand streams, per artist each month to make this metric much more than a thousand streams per song. But I guess mm. they needed to make a much higher gate to enable, you know, whatever, but just very strange. Um, Lars got, got me covered about it's the mechanical royalties determined by the CRB. And he put commencing January 1st, 2018 and continuing through December 31st, 2027 licensees must pay royalty fees for all eligible transmissions of sound recordings at the rate of 7.5% of gross revenues 
uh, uh, Thomas, sorry, also adds, if you're on a major label, you will probably be happy with the changes. I don't know, though, because, I mean, you can fall out of eligibility. So if it and it's only per song, like it's determined by song. This is what makes it so crazy. So you could be a big artist that has a big discography. But if only certain songs are generating over a thousand streams or something because they're on the playlist or that's what people are listening to, those older songs won't be generating. So, yeah, you might get more money, but you're also not getting as much as if if you had a couple big songs getting lots of plays and small ones getting smaller amounts of plays, you'd be making more in the end with the old way. I don't know. It depends on how much the royalty new royalty amount is going to be. It's just it's just crazy. And Thomas or Lars has a good point. If your label hasn't already screwed you out of your royalties, yeah, the 360 where they take percentages out of everything and this and that. It's crazy time. So let us know we'll continue this talk in the discord the link is in the description if you want to head to the public channels and patrons i'm sure we'll be talking about this because it seems like we've all got some opinions but i'm curious to hear what are you thinking about doing like where do you want to go in terms of releasing on spotify not releasing on spotify or if you have lots of songs that get on playlists are you kind of thinking making songs only for that or tailoring so that some songs go to spotify that you think will be on these playlists and then the artistic ones you have more flexibility on or do for fun releasing on Bandcamp, things like that i don't know it it's curious to hear everyone's take because as you can see we're all a little bit conflicted about it though none of us are happy about it um but yeah let us know in the discord let us know in the comments if you're watching this back later curtis anything you want to add I think from my end, there's nothing more I want to add. I want to hear if Ian Lake has anything to say. Oh. <laughs> um, am I sick of talking about Spotify? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> I'm sure more yeah. will unfold. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll be interested to see how this affects other services. Mm. I agree. Um it's gonna. I hope it, they don't follow suit. I agree. I th I think it'd be stupid if they did, and it'd be interesting to see if actually them go the other way. We know that Deezer, for example, remember that? Remember that, that exists? Mm -hmm. But they have just <laughs> Amazon gone more... Amazon Music, right? Uh, yep. These these have just moved to. I think Thomas mentioned it, a user centric royalty based system. I think these have just switched to that, um, which is fine. But I mean, no one uses Deezer. So it'd be good to see one of the one of the bigger players kind of get involved in that kind of thing. It is the time it, I, I, the silver lining I see from it is it takes it it does bring the idea of fairness, so to speak, uh into the game. You know, this is whether 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 you are a consumer or a producer or it does throw into question the notion of and we've been banging on about it for years because we have a vested interest, but the notion of the the input and output and the 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 commodification of art and where that is where the modern music industry is going it does throw it into question these conversations are not a bad thing these conversations are very good for human development so it is sad and it is it is obviously a net from from our perspective a negative thing but it does also open up of other avenues of exploration which I think we have to hang on to, you know, when the universe closes one door, it opens a window. I think we have to remind, remind ourselves of that.
Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, I have a feeling that the landscape of Spotify as we know it is going to change, like how we use Spotify as independent artists, I'm talking not mm -hmm. as consumers, but I think Spotify's my uh, playlists might see a big change. I think a lot is going to see issues. And it's, it's an interesting time. It just seems like they're further furthering this whole idea of devaluation of art in the hate. pursuit of commodification right you know like mm -hmm. they're they're just going and going for it and and trying to make like kind of what thomas is saying I, it seems like they want this actually mm -hmm. like thomas is saying yeah. i would suggest people start to overflow spotify with taylor made crappy tracks just to make a point and eon like as curtis interrupted me saying yeah. says or taylor <laughs> for a certain artist made just joking he says yeah. and lars says dad joke a plus for you but yeah. what, what i'm getting at though is it, it seems like the the notion thomas is suggesting like this joke this idea of putting these very crappy pop tracks all that that's kind of what they want because they want these easily digestible tracks that go on the playlist and generate a lot of streams mm -hmm. because it's going to generate more revenue right and what generate is, more ads and listeners and tracks just what about just filling up their service with rubbish that no one wants yeah to just just noise over a minute 30 oh, noise no, that's no, probably just, a better just, method just sit there with your guitar play a load of chords try and make sure that none of them are in the same key or anything <laughs> and, and just you know three minutes of that go off just wrote a song it's brilliant i'm just saying i think that this is actually the point they're going for is that the, they want these songs but they want songs that are all similar so that they can all be listened and the most listenable and the most digestible and this and that because that's what they want they want that so it, it seems like it's further devaluing of art pushing commodification mm -hmm. um lars music says i don't like music yeah lars says title could make a whole advertisement campaign over this development i i mean these other streamers it's like nintendo and sega i was a little young mm -hmm. at the time but i always see like nintendo uh, sega does what nintendo don't or whatever like they need to do stuff like that come on get in on it you know uh abby says for me the question is if spotify is a valid discovery platform what percentage of listeners use a platform to discover new songs and new artists but that's what i'm wondering is it going to change this whole aspect because like are new artists not going to put music up there because they're not getting paid for it it's a very weird time so it's all thoughts it's all you know just we have to wait and see it's like with all these other things that have been happening but yeah it's sad to see so many different things going on at once on all these different aspects of being a musician like we have Bandcamp nothing seemed to have happened yet hopefully nothing does but there was a lot of worry there and then spotify now and all that it's like everything just seems so shaky right now it's crazy we've Very pissed off that. survey channels though he says i can't stand hearing about taylor swift anymore and we've got a lot of jokers in the chat with the <laughs> yeah, just shake it off survey channel or she's definitely developed quite a reputation so yeah <laughs> We've now descended into dad jokes. So I think I think we I think we should call this. Let's quickly let's quickly go what we're up to this week. So we'll start with uh, Eon. Like, what are you up to this week, my friend? I'm putting together an album of Taylor's. <laughs> oh no! Survey Channel just left, man. Come on, you're putting a playlist of sounds like Taylor Swift, right? Uh, yeah. Um, no, I'm trying to put some finishing touches to an EP. There you go. I'm working on. <laughs> Inspired by Taylor. But for a label you may have heard of. <laughs> um, but yeah, overdubs. Um, a little bit of this, a little bit of stylophone over there, but generally just dirty noises. A little stylophone. I love it. 
I love it. That's I just awesome. love overloading the delay circuit on it. It's got one of those ones that it regenerates more than it should, and it just howls like a banshee if you do that. It's great. Nice. <laughs> Curtis, what about you? Uh, I'm actually taking a bit of time out of the studio. I've got uh, I've got four concerts in the space of a week. Um, so I'm going to be out of the studio. I'm going to be glued to a Behringer X32, and I'm going to be doing some live engineering, live mixing in the concert space. And that's going to be good. I've I've been hitting a bit of a creative rut. I've been hitting the hitting the hitting the same workflow over and over and over again. So I'm going to step out, and I'm going to sound check some bands, and I'm going to make them sound good. I'm going to record everything. It's going to be awesome. That um, that's that's my week ahead of me. It's going to be intense, but. I'm really looking forward to getting into some proper engineering and uh, doing it properly. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. What about you, bro? Man, I... Well, first of all, that sounds stressful, but good. Uh, but I, I've I've also not been able to get, like, any... This is the first time I've been in the studio in, a, like, week or over the weekend. First, we had, like, all the Thanksgiving stuff and all that. It's getting to me. I'm like, I just want to make music. But I've had no time. I haven't been able to film anything. I haven't been able to edit anything, like just too much man too much but that's just the way it is so you got to deal with it but one thing i'm trying to do is like find the um the micro moments like if i can just work in koala for a minute you know like that's making music or like when i had luca my son on like the carrier that it like holds him so he can sleep on me and stuff i was just making music with the mouse and keyboard like making ambient tunes with uh analog lab play the arturia thing i was mm. just testing that out so it's like finding those little micro moments to just like get as much as i can in mm. when i can because there's not much time but yeah it, when it's i can't fast. work when i can't work on music and i say work but i mean even just like when i can't play guitar like it's mm -hmm. just like a part of me is missing time hacking i'm trying man that's what koala's for that's what yeah. koala's for yeah what were you saying curtis you were you were deep in a thought i think no, I just in responding to time hacking, I think Ian Lake probably put it better than I could. It's just it's finding those pockets of time, isn't it? As as we keep shuffling along this mortal coil, uh, the the time time and the pockets kind of get smaller and smaller and smaller. That's and why you need a pocket operator. operator. You need these kind of things. You need to find these little moments, and it's no longer about it's no longer about the five, six, seven, eight-hour sessions. It's now about these little, like you know, half an hour, forty-five minute sessions where you can just get in. And time shifts, and it's about moving with that. And yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're finding that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you have to. Like Survey Channel says, "Well, oh, put the wrong one." Welcome to parenthood. Yeah, I, I know. I knew what I was getting into. It's just sometimes it, you know, sometimes it all, it all feels like a lot, and you just have to kind of reassess the other thing my dog has to get like tooth surgery so i'm like been anxious about that and you know they have to go under and all that it's like uh so yeah so it's just a lot at once so you know you just have to deal with it um but let us know what you're up to over in the discord i'll just share a few last bits of chat because we got good ones thomas says yeah. kids are exactly why dads start to get into ambient music yeah because you can mouse and keyboard and just add super massive and call it that's what i was trying to do he was like he was just screaming and i was like okay secret weapon time there you go analog analog lab play and uh and super massive and then he just went to sleep it's like mission yeah. accomplished looks like we're convincing fcc to do that uh oasis mouth organ cover band okay yeah. we're gonna have to have another chat then, aren't we? 
tuning the harmonica this week and finding a warm sleeping bag. There you go. That'd be a good. We could make a video. You know, like all Dude. perfect. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. speaking of though, yeah, we're but... filling up quick, but we are taking submissions for our label for Audionautic Records. We've got almost the whole year filled up, but there's a few slots still open. So if you are looking to get uh, your music out on our label and all that and all the things that we do with that, including visualizers, promotion, mastering, all that, email us audionauticsounds at gmail.com and we'll give it a listen and we'll let you know and all that. But <laughs> there's a cat. Steve agrees. So yeah. if you want to hang out with Steve in a meeting or something, you know, just hit it up. But uh, yeah, I think with that, we'll call it a day. This was a long one. But we appreciate everybody who hung out with us. All of the awesome chat. You all are great. Um, yeah. We really appreciate you being. It's I just saw Lars's guys, comment yeah. that he doesn't like the term mouth organ. I get that. I just that's what uh, what was it? Craig Ferguson, the late, late show. He always you know, the harmonica. Yeah, but we're talking harmonica. Don't worry. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate everybody hanging out in the chat, hanging with us this whole time. There was a lot to talk about. It was great hearing your opinions. If you want to talk more or talk about other things, head to the Discord. We will be in there. Uh, it's saying there's a new comment, but I'm not seeing it. Oh, it's FCC laughing and uh, and Devoid of Funk. Appreciate you, Devoid of Funk. Uh, yeah, yeah, so if you're not there already, head to the Discord. The link is in the description. If you're not seeing it, just uh, put it in the comments or something, and we'll, we'll hit you up with it. Because I know Discord keeps changing the duration of... Um, that how long a link works for so it might not work or something but it should but we appreciate you all hanging out and i think with that we will call it a day so we'll be back next week at 11 a.m pacific 7 p.m utc i believe curtis is going to be out next week yeah so we'll have some we'll have some fun talking gear and uh eon like still uses ableton so we might still have to mention ableton but um <laughs> but but it's okay it's okay ableton's cool ableton's cool but um it's dope but yeah I think we'll call it there. See you all in the Discord. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.